0: nationals what happened last night you are locked on nationals your daily washington nationals podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED ON MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with our friends over at, fan, or at Game Time, rather. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever. You get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clare. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11, as well as follow the show page at LO underscore Nationals. Later on in today's show, we will be previewing game two of this Nationals-Rocky series as, let's be honest, the Nationals, you got to win this series. You have to beat this team. We'll preview that game a little bit later on. Second segment, it is time to bring that discussion back to the table, and that is extending C.J. Abrams. I'm going to discuss that and what the Nationals should do and take a little early look into this offseason because I'm starting to believe the Nationals should and could extend C.J. Abrams later on this season. But let's start off right here with last night's game. And as I said, what happened? What happened last night? I had a feeling that you just sweep the San Francisco Giants at home. We know this team's luck coming when you're playing at Nationals Park. This team, speaking of the Washington Nationals, is not good at home for whatever reason. You come off sweeping three straight games, winning all three convincingly against a very good team, which, oh, by the way, could be one of the best teams in all of baseball with the San Francisco Giants. And in game one against the Colorado Rockies, one of the worst teams. In Major League Baseball, they come in, and they take over the house. What happened in last night's game? What happened? Simple as that. I try to think of this stuff. I try to think that I could look into this Magic 8-ball and predict when the Nationals will win. I was caught off guard completely. Because you start off, Patrick Corbin didn't look all too bad yesterday. Patrick Corbin can't really get blamed for yesterday's performance as he went six and a third innings, giving up five earned runs. But even then, it's Patrick Corbin. Do you guys remember what we have gone through with Patrick Corbin so far? Do we remember all the bad times that we have had as his ERA is back up to a 501? This is not a good performance by any stretch of the imagination. But even then, the wheels just fell off it. Davey Martinez had to recognize this last night and say, he ain't got it tonight. But that didn't happen. And even then, what is your other option? What is the other option for this Nationals team? Because when you talk about bullpen, guys, you know, I'm not a fan of this Nationals bullpen. I don't really think anyone should be because it just from what we have seen, from what they have proven to us over time, the bullpen's not good. But even then, when you're, Going against this really poor Colorado Rockies team, you lay an egg. And these are games that, when you're in this rebuild, if you're going to lose to, who knows, the San Diego Padres, if you're going to lose to the New York Yankees or the Los Angeles Dodgers, that's fine. They're the better team. But in this scenario, at home, coming off a sweep, you expect a little bit more. They dangled that carrot in front of us just enough to have a little bit of expectations for this team and what did they do with it blew it up in our face as again patrick corbin giving up 10 hits in six and a third innings giving up a home run striking out five walking to and inflating his era back to a 501 we are now back to 2022 patrick corbin and i am not here for it i don't know what has to be done are there any better options? Who knows at this point? But from what I can tell, it's pretty blatantly obvious that this one thing has come true from yesterday. The thought that Patrick Corbin could be a commodity at this deadline, and I'm not saying people are going to be itching to trade for Patrick Corbin. That was never going to be the case. But a lot of people have kind of talked about how teams could utilize a Patrick Corbin out of the bullpen. Since when do you just put someone in the bullpen and it just magically works? Patrick Corbin at times, as you've seen over a few innings, has actually done well. But all of a sudden, when it gets bad, it gets even worse eventually. And that is something that we have all recognized when it comes when Patrick Corbin pitches. But even then with the offense, the offense, while, yeah, they put up a couple runs there, they looked decent as far as I'm concerned, it still wasn't enough for this team. And when you talk about the Nationals and what they've really struggled with so far this season. Number one is the bullpen. The bullpen is not good. Number two is getting runners in scoring position. As this Nationals team has not been able to score score all, all year long. And it has been the common theme of the 2023 Nationals. For some weird reason, it just seems as if this team cannot click at once for an entirety over a series. It seemed that way against the San Francisco Giants, and we were looking up. We were talking about how this seems going to be better, and it was how surprising it was to get that first sweep since mid-June of 2021. But now you look at it, and it's a gut punch. You think about this team and what they could have been, what they could have done just after one game against the Colorado Rockies. A gut punch, to say the least. This is a team that you need to beat. This is a team that's been in a rebuild for what seems like 15-plus years. you got to beat the Colorado Rockies. Because in my mind, they're the worst franchise in all of baseball. And the Nationals could come up tonight with Trevor Williams on the bump, and they could look amazing, and I will feel a lot better. But you lay an egg in game one. You give up all those runs. You give up so much much after looking so good for three straight days for the first time in who knows how long. But you laid an egg in game one against a team that you so desperately need to beat. Just because this Nationals team hasn't put it all together at any one point this season doesn't mean they can't. Because at times, you see the bullpen when you have a full, healthy bullpen with Kyle Finnegan and Hunter Harvey and Carl Edwards Jr. and Jordan Weems when he was pitching well. But that's not the case. But even then with the offense, when the offense is clicking, like J. Candelario last night going two for four with three RBIs, having an 821 OPS now as we inch closer to this deadline. J. Candelario, you were out of this picture, my friend. You were good yesterday. C.J. Abrams, you added a double, you look good, and you had a run scored. You're fine. But when it comes to the others, Lane Thomas, 0 for 3 in yesterday's game. And listen, when you have the numbers of Lane Thomas, you're not going to be called to the principal's office all too often. But when you have the production that he has had this season and the way that we bantered for him to make the All-Star game, you better show up against the Colorado Rockies. And that did not happen last night. It did not happen for any stretch of the imagination. Joey Maness is going 0 for 3. 0 for 3 in yesterday's ball game after having a really tough stretch as he got a stock down in yesterday's stock report because of the poor hitting. But now you look at it. Game 1, 0 for 3. Kibera Weez added two hits. That was fine. A run scored and an RBI. You're looking good. You're doing a lot better. Dominic Smith, 0 for 3. Corey Dickerson, I never want to see you again. Never. This Nationals team is better off when it comes to someone else in that department. I like Corey Dickerson. I like the veteran signing. I like getting that guy who could bounce back and who could be a trade asset come this deadline. And it was looking like Corey Dickerson could have been a trade asset. But at this moment in time, the power's gone away. And what really, he's not so great in the outfield either. So when you talk about these guys, when you talk about this rebuild, when you are given a win, if you are given the opportunity to play the Rockies coming off a sweep for the first time in over two years, I expect a little bit better. And that's what we did not get from this Nationals team in last night's ballgame. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen every day. The Nationals play the Rockies again tonight at 7.05 Eastern Time. Trevor Williams is on the bump. You're going to want to catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And now, I really want to talk about this. Because C.J. Abrams did have a double in yesterday's ballgame. Looked good. Scored a run. So now... It's time to bring back the conversation, and that is extend CJ Abrams this very second. I'm going to go a little further on that, but before we do that, I've got to tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. And Guys, when I talk about Game Time, I want you guys to feel the rush that I do because buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful and game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for the fun that you'll have. They have flash deals and last minute tickets and easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area and my personal favorite you can see exactly where you're sitting to see if there's any obstructed view or really if you can see the scoreboard maybe you know some seats at nationals park you can't always see the scoreboard well with game time you can have all that covered and much much more snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app and create an account and use code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again Create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now let's get back into it as this is a conversation I've been wanting to have for oh so long. Oh so long over this CJ Abrams hot streak. And it's time to bring it up right here and right now. The Nationals have to get on this at the beginning and I think They could and probably should extend CJ Abrams immediately. Immediately, because what the 22 year old shortstop has shown us one, he's already starting to learn and he's already starting to grow and mature as a player. You've seen the mistakes early on in this season, to where we all kind of thought to ourselves, hmm, this guy is a stud defensive shortstop. At least that's what they promised us. We all kind of saw those mistakes. And if you weren't lying just a little bit, are we, were we not thinking maybe this guy isn't as great of a shortstop as we all thought? He has shut those conversations up real damn quick because all CJ Abrams has done, even during this hot streak at the plate is play solid defense. And even then, when you talk about shortstop, especially in today's game now where you can't really shift anymore, you can't at all. In fact, you're going to need some range to make up some room there. And when you have someone with the speed of C.J. Abrams and the quickness and the athleticism, he's going to cover a lot more ground than your typical shortstop, even more so than a Trey Turner, in my opinion. That is the type type of speed and the athleticism that C.J. Abrams has and the instincts that he has in his game that are just simply unteachable. This isn't something that you can just grow on trees. When you talk about the athleticism and the different things that C.J. Abrams does, You can't tell me that this guy has the ability to be one of the game's better shortstops. Because let me reiterate this fact that I think people just don't talk about enough. He's 22 years old. And not only that, he missed a year of development back in 2020 with the missed COVID season. 2021, he dealt with injuries. 2022, Fernando Tatis, that fiasco that they had to deal with in the first half of the season. CJ gets called up really early and really prematurely as a 21-year-old who's only played in about 100 or so games in the minor leagues. He got the call up way too early and got thrown right into the action and struggled immensely. But if you ask Padres fans now, the player that they miss most from that trade is C.J. Abrams because they always believed in him. A.J. Preller, even in fact, I guarantee you he's the one saying, damn, I miss that guy. You couldn't make the case for James Wood yet, but he's not in the majors, just so. But when you're talking about guys that the Padres would have been like, I wish I could have that guy right now, I think it would be CJ. Just because of the versatility that this guy brings to the table, it's unlike any other. And when you talk about someone who is learning on the job, that is CJ. That is CJ right here, right now. And as he continues to grow, as he continues to mature, I think he's only going to get better, and I think we've already started to see that over the course of the last few weeks. As again, in his last 39 games, really since the beginning of June, what CJ has done is turn his career, not his career, but his season around in total, batting 280, getting on base at a 321 clip, and having a seven seventy nine OPS. Now you may ask yourself, Those aren't the world-beating numbers that he's been doing over the last month. And you're right. But even then, let's date it back to the beginning of June. That is when you kind of started to see CJ take that step up, where his plate discipline was back up. And he's walked six times over that stretch as well. And you may not think that's impressive, because it's not really impressive, if we're being honest. But from what CJ was doing last year, it's really good nonetheless. And I think, this is what I think, when you talk about CJ going forward, what should the Nationals do with him? And in no world do I think that Mike Rizzo should not make an offer to him to at least try to extend him. And some people may think that is way too early, way too early to extend this guy. Listen, the player have never won a deal that they signed this early in their career. Kiber we all know the contract that he signed this last offseason. Let me ask you guys this. From what Kiber Ruiz has done, if you look at the numbers and you see the contract extension, was he worthy of that contract? I know what some of you might say, and it's probably no. But he has absolutely been worth it for the sole fact that what this guy could turn into. That is what you pay them. You don't pay them for what they have been. You pay them for what they could be. And I think that's what a lot of people get lost in this when you talk about extending someone, especially at the young age of 22 years old. The Braves have mastered this. When you talk about Ronald Acudia, Ozzie Albies, and all those guys that they've extended at such young ages, Michael Harris just last season, they're not paying them for what they did. They're paying them for what they will be. And they've gotten ahead of this. And that is also why a lot of their clients aren't Scott Boris' clients. Now, some people may say that's strategy. Some people may just say that's luck. I don't know. I'm willing to bet at some point in their career, they probably said, let's cut back on the Scott Boris' clients, and it seemed to work pretty well for them. But that's not to be discouraged by Scott Boris' clients because C.J. Abrams is not represented by them. He's represented by Rock Nation, owned by Jay-Z, I believe. I'm 99% sure that is the same exact company run by Jay-Z. So when you talk about CJ, you may ask yourself, well, what would an extension look like? What would it look like at this moment in time? If you were to go into this offseason, hand him that contract offer, and say, here you go, kid, what would it look like? Well, from what I know, I'm not an expert. I'm not a GM. All I do is I like to talk baseball, and I like to follow baseball, and I like the numbers. I think CJ Abrams at this moment in time could demand a contract of somewhere around eight years at 150 million. You may ask yourself, where'd you get those numbers from? Well, at this moment in time, if CJ Abrams were to actually get that deal done, he'd be around the 10th highest paid shortstop at 18.75 AAB per season. That is a good deal for CJ. That is a good deal for the Nationals. And even then, the Nationals may not even want to give up that money. They could be more aggressive and give them even longer years or maybe even a little shorter. Who really knows at this moment in time? But nonetheless, it's not so urgent need for this Nationals team to get this done. C.J. Abrams locked up all the way through 2029. He's got a lot of time left here in Washington, D.C. before we make any changes, before we make any moves. But if you believed in what C.J. Abrams could be down the line and kind of what he has shown us, over the last two months, then I think the time is now. And what I mean now, this offseason. Get in the books and get that done. Because I talked about it a lot this offseason. I would have extended CJ this past offseason just from what I saw in his growth and development in that September. But now he's taking it to a whole nother level. And as we talk about this, he's only going to get more expensive. If this hot streak continues, if he ends the season with around 850 OPS or something like crazy like that, batting 300, whatever it may be, I guarantee you this, he's going to be way more expensive. And the Nationals have gotten bitten by this before with Trey Turner in the past. They failed to give him an extension, and guess what happened? $300 million later, he's out. You did it with Bryce Harper, although he's a Scott Boris client. You did it with Rendon, Scott Boras' client. You tried to do it Juan Soto, but even then, they can't get knocked for that. That was a great offer that they put on the table for. We've done this before, but this time it's a little different. When you have an agent that is willing to do these extensions, and you maybe have a player who wants to be here, which from what I believe, I'm sure CJ does, because he's been successful, people have shown him love, Any homer on his bobblehead night. How about that? So when you talk about giving someone an extension, everyone always talks about the risk, and that's fine. You can talk about the risk. It's going to be a great one no matter what, no matter who you're paying. You think the Phillies thought that it was a risk to give Trey Turner $300 million this offseason? Probably not, but now look at him. C.J. Abrams is blowing him away at this moment in time in both fielding and as well at the plate. This is a less riskier move for all parties. C.J. Abrams gets the money guaranteed, and also the Nationals, they lock up a future potential star shortstop for a next decade plus. And that is something that you so desperately need when you're in a rebuild, to get that guy early, sign him, and even then recruit players to the Washington Nationals. It means so much to an organization. Because if you were to tell me the Atlanta Braves and what they have done with getting all these guys locked up, The players may not love it at the end of the day, but you're getting that money up front, and it's all guaranteed. And also, it gives you room to grow and room to pay other guys like a C.J. Abrams because the prospects are coming for the Nationals. You may not see them. You may not want to follow them, but I'm going to talk about them, and I'll continue to talk about them because they're coming, and they're coming in hot. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. <clears throat> the Nationals play the Rockies tonight at 7.05 Eastern time. You can catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And guys, now it is time to preview game three of this Colorado Rockies series, or game two, rather, of this Colorado Rockies series. I'm going to tell you guys about that and really what to expect in tonight's ballgame after this. Welcome back to Locked On Nationals. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. And now it's time to preview game two of this Rocky series. And some people, like myself, may look at this series and say, come on, you got to get something. You have to have something, am I right? Well, the Nationals have Trevor Williams on the mound today. Who's better than Patrick Corbin? Not by a mile, but he's better. We have a better chance. But when you go against someone like an Austin Gomber. Oh, my God. Talk about a disastrous season so far. In 102 innings pitched, he's got a one 4 whip. In 20 games started, he's got a 6.18 ERA. This is what I'm talking about when you talk about the Nationals. This is a game in which you have to win. Now, some people may say, Whoa. well, look, he plays at Coors Field. He plays at Coors Field, so his numbers are inflated. Yes, they are. You're 100% right. Not to the tune of a 6-1-8 ERA. If you're giving me a 4-5 ERA at Coors Field, all right, that's fine. I understand it. In 20 starts, if you're hovering around a 6-2 ERA, I don't care where you're playing. That is awful. I don't care if you're playing in a Little League field. That is terrible. A 6-1-8 ERA, when we talk about wins... These are expectations for this Nationals team. And again, let me reiterate from the first segment. This Nationals team is not good at home for whatever reason. The Rockies are obviously a tad better on the road, especially when it comes to their pitching. The altitude and all that fun stuff. The Nationals got to win this game. And if you lose this series against the Rockies, just the biggest gut punch in the world. The biggest of all, in fact. And now some people may say, settle down, Ryan. You may be right. You might be just a little right. But don't you guys feel that same kind of wanting it now? Like you already teased me a little bit with the San Francisco Giants. So what do I expect for you against one of the worst teams in baseball, one of the worst organizations in baseball? I expect you to win. And I expect you to beat someone who's got a 6 one ERA. It's as simple as that. Simple. This is not rocket science. This is a pitcher that has struggled over the course of this season at every stop and every destination. And now today at at Half Street, Nationals Park, South Capitol Street, whatever it is, you got to win. And you got to do it handily because this Nationals team, with Trevor Williams on the bump, please, just get it done for us. Make our day easier. So the Nationals play the Rockies tonight at – 7 05 Eastern Time. Catch Trevor Williams and as well as the rest of this Nationals team. But you can also catch them at every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with the Sirius XM app, the SXM app, rather. Just search Nationals there. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. It's a good show today. And always remember extend CJ Abrams.